indecent exposure. You were convicted of indecent exposure for the third time. That's exactly what it is there, Poindexter. It is four counts of indecent exposure. Welcome, lovers of indie music the world over, to episode number 32 of Indecent Exposure. I am the mongrel. And I have a massive show for you, so I'm going to keep the chatter to just a a shred of my usual monologue. One of the very special treats that I have for you today is actually kind of a, a retroactive clip of shame for me. I suffered a crash maybe a year and some ago and was sure that an interview that I was wicked excited to get and to record was lost forever. But this week, cleaning out some backup folders, I came across a recovered MP3 of my conversation with a new icon of the DMV scene, Zodiac. The recording required a little bit of cleanup, and references to dated events had to be edited out, but I knew I couldn't wait another week to present it to you, along with two amazing tracks off the 2016 release, Basement Brew. So, humbly, with my mongrel tail between my legs, I offer my sincerest apologies to Zodiac, who deserved this feature some time ago. I think before we get to that interview, though, and their song Waiting on Us from that album, I'm going to get our collective ears fired up with two tracks that hit my inbox just this week. We'll cock an ear towards Italy and have a taste of the track Blue Curacao by Armanite off their new release, And the Stars Above. Composer Paolo Faso and violinist Giacomo Bigi have known each other since they were in bands together as teenagers, but split up for about 15 years before applying their classical training to their reunified endeavor. I know you're going to be blown away by their sound, and and since I know you're going to want to find out more about them, I've got links to their site in the show notes. Well, of course, you knew I'd say that because I do that for all the artists on the show. But first, though, we're going to hear from Toronto-based Amani Ill-Fated, who shared a track off her soon-to-be-released album, Saturn, Born in South Sudan, Amani is an activist, writer, and a model who uses her platform to improve the lives of at-risk women and girls, as well as focus attention on the humanitarian issues in her native homeland. So let's get things going with Amani Ilfated's The Hills, here on Indecent Exposure. Amani Ilfated. Five rivers They don't like who we are Cause we come from afar History in our blood Borders 
opposition to suppositions of what I lack. Where's your backbone at? Behind the preposition in the systematic prison, but we gotta fight back. I'm stepping on toes of those who don't oppose the politics with pros, but building on backs and shoulders of those older. Preaching an anthem for progress, we won't sleep. They waiting on us, don't let them hurt us like sheep. the line zodiac coming to us from the district of columbia welcome to the show folks thank you thank you thanks for having us man appreciate well it's uh it's it's really my pleasure i um i got to uh to listen to your latest release and i gotta tell you i'm just blown away by basement brew um I want to talk about that, but I guess first thing is first things first. I should try to get a little sense of of who Zodiac is. So I'm not sure who should go first, but um, could somebody just give us a, a brief history of the band? Yeah. So this is Kirk. Um, I play the keys in the band. So Zodiac came together on. One glorious night when uh, a mutual friend of, of a couple of our members, he, uh, he had a birthday party and he wanted two of us to play at that birthday party. Those two were Zayani and Kyle, our lead singer and guitarist. Zayani went to Dion, our drummer, who is a friend of her older brothers, and said, hey, can you play at this birthday party? Kyle went to me, who I've known, I've known him for a while, just... Um, through mutual friends and things. And he said, hey, do you want to play? And we played the show, which was a week after we got all these people together to do it. And uh, it went well. And um, down the line, we found Joe, the incredible man on the bass. And uh, from there, we've just been killing it ever since. Yeah, yeah, I can tell that. Now, when um, when did you start working on Basement Brew. When did you start brewing that up? We started working on that um, two years ago, actually. I think in the later part of 2015, maybe even the summer of 2016. I'm sorry, no, the summer of 2015, winter. But you had written Um, some of the songs before, right? Yep, and then some of them we wrote together, 
and um, then we put it out in January 2016. But so, yeah, individually, we've all been doing music for a while and together we just bring our talents together. And um, Basement Brew is about, you know, since we meet, we have rehearsal in a basement. So we bring together our collective, um, you know, whatever we're going through in the week, throughout our life. We just put it all in the music and just want to have a good time. And that's what Basement Brew really represents. So we spent a couple of months putting that together. Um, one of our bandmates, Dion, was going out of town to school, so we were trying to get it done quickly. Um, so kind of, uh, we didn't put everything that we wanted to in it. That's why we've got you know more music coming out soon, so we can um, create more good hits and stuff like that. But yeah. um, the album is definitely a great introduction to what we wanted to introduce, which is like a lot of funk and soul and. Um, different rhythm changes and you know a lot of different lyrical things too. Yeah, it's a, it's an album for, for music lovers for sure, but also something that everybody can enjoy. You know, young, old, everything in between. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that, especially because you know you haven't been together as a group for that long yet. You are pretty, not pretty. You're seamless. Um, it sounds like you've been playing together forever. Thanks. Um, Thank you. So. So let me let me ask a little bit about why that might be. Um, I have some suspicion that it comes from you know the you know, you, a lot of you are steeped in the DMV scene. Um, tell us what um, what is the jazz influence and the funk influence? How does that affect your ability to sort of mesh with each other? So I I, I think. I'm not sure how the rest of you feel about this, but I just think growing up in this city, you, there's a there's a huge underground music scene of funk and and go go, and it's all you know rooted in like this heavy percussion, heavy funk, jazz kind of kind of style. And we all grew up in this area. Um, Joel's from Baltimore. He, he now lives here in this area too, and you know, it's just it, it was it wasn't a, any kind of transition for any of us. It was just. It, it all made sense musically, you know. We were all on the same page from day one. And I think I think it really is just due to the fact that D.C. has this underground scene that not many people around the country really are privy to. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a unique thing here, and we, we're really proud of it, too. I mean, everybody loves Marvin Gaye, you know, and Raheem Devon. But those people who make it from D.C., you know, they definitely do represent the music from DC like very well you know and I think they're fantastic musicians but you know they come from it just they're you know they're like flowers on the branches of the trees just like everybody else from DC you know and so you know there's a lot of other musicians in in the in the DMV area that are also flowers on that same tree you know it's just maybe their branch didn't quite shoot as high or whatever um, but it's it definitely you know it's very pervasive in 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 the music scene here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it sounds like it sounds like you're all speaking the same language, and have been for a while. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Tell us tell us a little bit about I mean this this underground scene because you know there are I mean everybody every area of the country has some of that, um, but it's going to have a. A different flavor. I mean, where I'm, I'm in the Northeast. It's going to be different. Uh, when I used to live out in California, definitely different. 
Um, what's the fuel? You know, what is the fuel for your your scene? Is it is it the 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 ge- geography? Is it the influx of lots of different people from different parts of the world? I mean, what what do you think is the is the the the, the vitamins, the super vitamins? <laughs> yeah. Hey man, this is Joel. I uh, I think you said it right there. Uh, DC is a place where very very many people come to for work or school. Um, and and it's almost a rarity to meet someone who's native to DC True. and still lives there. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, people bring their different cultures and their different um, traditions, and 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 you know, it's all in the art. If you ever need to know anything about any specific place, look at the art, listen to the music, and uh, and it, it'll tell the whole story. Um, so so yeah, with jazz and funk and go go, I think. Just the feeling of the music, and the and the uh, and the improv and the the unspoken language is just there. It's just inherent, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed for sure. About that story, you've got a couple of different moods on this release. I mean, you've got some playful moods, you've got some heart-to-heart emotional moods. Um, it's 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 pretty obvious that you're able to express a lot of different states of mind uh, on this on this release. Um, but I wanted to talk a little bit about um, two songs in particular. One of them is "Waiting on Us," which it's a uh, it's probably the most you know socio political and cultural track um which you know it, it really it doesn't pull any punches it, it's uh it's just like the title says waiting on us well who, who wants to talk about where that came from sure i will and um it is like that it's an inspirational piece <laughs> it's an inspiration to be the better you you know it's a it's a a, a, a lyrical it's a lyrical song about, um, you know, making a change in yourself so that you can affect the world as well. Because there's a lot of negativity that happens. So you'll right. hear a few mm-hmm. a few tracks throughout the, the album that kind of um, reflect that. And I appreciate that, you know, the band gives me room to express myself that way. And I think that it represents a piece of what we all think about sometimes. So... Um, it's nice to have that creative freedom to write what um, I'm thinking and pull it together um, with the group. So um, I'm glad that you heard that in it. And the, the chorus is an anthem that we're all supposed to sing together, too. So it's an uplifting yeah. thing. Yeah, and just a, just a funny behind-the-scenes story. When, when we first heard the lyrics, Diane wrote the lyrics, and when we first heard these lyrics, I thought the chorus was, <laughs> Waiting on a String. Which didn't make any, it didn't make much sense, and I was like, uh, all right, yeah, this is pretty cool. See what I mean? Just let me sing whatever I want. (laughs) But it it turns out it's waiting on our strength, and that was like, that was, you know, pretty impactful as far as like the development of that song went. It's like, yeah, they they are waiting on us. Like, let's let's be the change we want to see. Do you find? I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of message of optimism on this release and 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 it seems that optimism seems to be kind of a um a thread that runs through your 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 group um 
is it what do you do to stay optimist optimistic in times like this how do you keep from um writing songs about gloom and doom i think it i think it, it really just speaks to the like the soul of this band we're not we're naturally pre, pretty popular people you know so when <laughs> when it came that. together when we came together it was like it was easy you know it, it all made sense just like we were saying before we were all on the same page it wasn't it just wasn't hard you know? yeah man joel again mm-hmm. i think music music is that escape too i mean who wants who wants to sing about gloom and doom really you know mm-hmm. i mean there, there's a place for it but uh I don't think it's with Zodiac all the time. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. No. Well, no. That's look. It's it's really hard to turn on your your these tracks and um and stay gloomy very long. I mean, it's I don't use this word too often, but it's it's transportive. Awesome. Uh, it, uh, it takes me from a a place because I you know I'm in the news business and so I listen to a lot of. You know, just dis- dis- depressing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I put on a, a release like this, and I find myself happy, you know, sixteen minutes later, I'm like, okay, this is powerful stuff here. Awesome, yeah. appreciate it. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, that means- and of course, and of course, you've got "Don't Be Debbie." So if I ever, which is the other thing I want to talk about, if I ever need a reminder not to be Debbie, uh, that would be the one. <laughs> Are we talking about Debbie Downer? Is that who we're talking about? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. The one. Yeah. You know, you've got a really great video. Tell me about what went into that, because that's a that's a fantastic uh, compliment to the to the tune. So it was a uh, it was kind of a um, we had we had been thinking about. I mean, since we finished recording the the album, we had been thinking about like how to release a single that that people can kind of latch onto and not have to worry about. You know, consuming the whole body of music. If you just wanted a taste of it, you know, you find out what we're about. And we decided on "Don't Be Debbie" for that reason that we felt like it represented kind of what we're all about the best. Of, of you know, as far as being positive and staying positive in tough times. And we mm-hmm. uh, we got together with um, a director who was associated with the studio that we recorded the album at, and. Uh, we said, "Hey, do you got you, you have any ideas for this this song?" And we worked with him on it visually and kind of came up with a storyboard. He said, "Yeah, I mean, I think this is awesome." Um, we shot it in just a couple of days, and uh, the rest is history. It's great. It's a great. It's a great video, and that is probably where I'm going to leave things because I want people to go directly to your site. Where they can they can check out the official video. What is what is your site? It's zodiacdc.com. It's z o d i a k d c dot com. And I will also put a link in the show notes. I will put a link to. Uh, you, I'm guessing that you probably got some social media. Yeah. Uh, presence. Everything is zodiac dc. Um, our email though is zodiac.dc, but the Instagram is zodiac.dc, again with a K, and Twitter is zodiac.dc. Our Facebook page is zodiac.dc. SoundCloud as well. SoundCloud is zodiac.dc. And on the website, um, that's basically like the go to for everything. You can see the, you can go directly to our Bandcamp, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter from the website. So 
That's ZodiacDC.com. Yeah, and you can see our show dates on there, too. You can also watch the video directly. You can even invite us to your city. Yeah, you can watch Yeah, you can watch the music video on the site, so <laughs> everything. Invite you to, um, to, well, you know, what would it take to get you to come? Because I'm up in Massachusetts on the New York border. What would it take to get you guys up here? <laughs> probably uh, an email probably yeah, yeah, yeah. email email. <laughs> email would work pretty well yeah. assistance with transportation <laughs> really we transportation email because yeah. i'll tell you um we have very Hot little meal i swear everybody I in this band likes to eat <laughs> man we all do love to eat <laughs> yes, so you know if you want to provide meal and we'll probably be there yep <laughs> so We'll, we'll we'll see what if we can't work on that for now zayani kyle dion Kirk and Joel, uh, it has been a real pleasure, and I will let you get back to your weekend. And uh, and I just want to say thanks so much for taking the time to talk to Indecent Exposure today. Yes. Yeah. yeah Thank you so much, Jason. Yeah. yeah thanks a lot, a man. I'm tired of sad songs. News crews always telling me what's wrong. I'm tired of believing negative Nancy's always speaking. I wanna turn around. Spitting the facts, but it's all for a show. No, they don't really know. Cause every time I turn on my TV, and every time I update my news feed, it's the same damn thing. Another beating, another shooting. I wanna change this thing.
amazing talent, right? And just, Zodiac is just awesome folks, too. And hopefully the next time I hear from them, I'll find out that they've got another release scheduled. And if so, I'll be sure to get it out to you before I crash again. This next artist is another reunited story. And yeah, it feels so good. Guitarist Prescott Kagan and vocalist keyboardist Alan Lewis formed V-Sparks back in 2005, took the Chicago music scene by storm with epic performances, then a few releases of their deliciously updated take on glam rock before parting in 2011. Well, in 2016, they announced that Lewis would be rejoining the band and that new material was forthcoming. Their just-released album, Modern Life, is nothing short of mind-blowing. Now, you can detect DNA from an assortment of household name bands in the grooves, and it's all skillfully riveted together with their own original essence. Let's have a listen to The Game of Everybody Knows It's You. You'll get what I mean.
I heard this release, I thought November 2nd, 2018, I want to be at a V-Spark show just prior to a midnight premiere of the movie Bohemian Rhapsody. Is that too much to ask? <sighs> Speaking of ask, I have an ask. I have a favor to ask. And no, don't freaking forward button through this. This is easy. I want you to help me reach listeners all over planet Earth. I want you to share a link to this episode on your socials, but don't just copy and paste. Tag someone you know who would like one of the songs in this show and name the artist in your post. See, the tracks I play in these episodes are some of the absolute best tunes I've heard anywhere. You helping this podcast go viral could launch one of these bands to superstardom, or at least keep them from having to eat ramen for the next couple of months. You could be the hero of this story. And when some artist is quaffing Moe on a 68th floor balcony after playing the Meadowlands, they'll be raising their fishbowl to you. What do you say? Share and share alike? In this next set, we'll hear Orbiting Nothing by Daybled Ion off their 2016 release, Shuffler. After that, musician, cyber journalist, and proud social justice warrior Johnny Punish gives us Way Too Cool from The Strange Story of Johnny Punish, Volume 2. And we're going to start it off with Dead in My Head off the 2015 release from Corporate Christ, The Pornographer. Oh, and that explicit rating on this episode might have something to do with this tune. Perhaps those who may be among us tonight for the first time may be wondering what is going to happen now. I will tell them, before proceeding to the mysteries, which are only for the initiate, it is of course necessary for the minds and souls of us all to become purged and to be made clean. I'm therefore going to ask anyone here who is not in tune with us to submit to a very simple process of control.
human has a story to tell. Now, musicians' tales tend to have juicier details and wilder plot twists than most for some reason. But I don't want anyone to think that just because I spend a minute talking about one band on an episode, that I won't circle back around to going into the backstory of another band on another show. Honestly, I wish I could do full-length interviews with them all. But I guess that's why I have show notes. Go to greylockglass.com and find the post for this episode. At a minimum, I have links to the band websites, social media pages, and I update the notes with new info as I get it pretty frequently. And you can request more info. Do you want me to interview an artist that you've heard on the show? 
use the contact form to send me an email asking for fuller coverage of them, and I'll reach out to the musician and see if I can't make it happen. To put the wraps on this episode, I'm thrilled to bring back wunderkind McKaylin Hay, who garnered a lot of praise from you all from The Devil You Know off her 2018 release, 1215, that I played last episode. Well, every tune off that album is a gem, so I thought I'd bring her back again so you could hear Mirror. Now, McKaylin and I have been in touch about getting an interview scheduled, but time just keeps slipping away from us for some reason. With a little luck, I can catch her before she goes platinum and doesn't have time for lowly podcasters. Right now, we'll hear from an act that I cannot believe that I haven't played for you yet. Hailing from Dallas, Texas, here is the Motel Pines offering sincerest apologies off 2017's A Sad History. Yeah. 
Well, that is our show for this week. Episode number 32 of Indecent Exposure. I've been your host, The Mongrel, and I look forward to bringing you more of the best of indie music in our next episode. Take care. 